I'm Miriam Suela Perez. I'm Veroyeti Flores, and we're two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we're talking about some new releases for y'all. Yeah, we've got some new musiquita for y'all. I think last week we did some new music and some not new music, mm-hmm. mostly because I forgot that it was supposed to be a new music episode <laughs> and I brought old music. So you get more new music. <laughs> Way to call yourself out. Way to call yourself out. Um, but, you know, we've been gone for two months, so there's plenty of new music to talk about. So it's all good. It's all good. This um, this one that we started with is my pick. It's called El Espejo, and it's by Carlos Rosé. Let's take another listen. to say about it but anytime there's new bachata i'm excited there's actually two new bachatas on this episode um this one is an artist i brought before i don't feel like he's particularly i feel like he's kind of like a b-list you know bachata bachatero but Mm, i mm. like him um (laughs) (laughs) i say that because like he's come he's come to like perform in this area before but like alongside like three other people and he's not the headliner you know like kind of judging based on that um, but I like him. He mm-hmm. had an he had an album out um, a couple of years ago called Heminis, and we talked about that album. Um, so I'm a fan, and you know this is some good bachata from Carlos Rosé. Yeah, yeah. I uh, you know I'm here for bachata. We all know that you turned me around on it, so um, <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. I'm never... earlier today. Uh-huh. Earlier today, my neighbors were having a uh, un poco de feeling, un poco de sentimiento. They were like mm. going through something. They're playing a lot of bachata earlier. Oh, <laughs> nice! I love that. Um, yeah, I never get tired of you admitting that I turned you on to bachata. Um, I'm I really miss dancing. I haven't gone to any. They're starting to be like more um, dance parties and stuff that require vaccination or different rules. But I still feel nervous. Have you gone to any like indoor dance parties? 
Um, I've gone. I have there at um, elsewhere, which requires vaccinations. Um, it's a little bit nerve wracking. I try to do mostly outdoors. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now in New York, you really are going to rarely be able to do anything without uh, inside without a vaccine. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit, um, you know, that's a little helpful, you know, to my peace of mind. But yeah, I've been mostly keeping it outdoors because it's summer and you can. I know. I just, I don't know. I feel like I, I can't, and I don't think this is what they're focusing like their research on because so much of the risk is for vac- in unvaccinated folks, but just like how risky it is it to be inside a place where everyone's wearing masks, but they're like dancing and respirating heavily, you know, like I just don't, even if they're all vaccinated, I just don't feel like I have enough of a sense of the risk. And so I've been a little bit like nervioso to go to these events, but they're starting to happen again. So I'm like torn. I'm torn. Yeah. 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 Um, also like depends on like, you know, everybody's risk level depends on, like, you know, who you're around all the time. Right, and yeah. Your own relationship to risk, you know, and, like, your relationship to a new risk versus a relationship to an old risk and what's an acceptable risk to you, you know? Like, every know. time that we get in a car, we might die. Like, I know. people die in car crashes all of the time, but we accept yeah. that as a risk, right? Yeah. Because we've decided that cars are convenient enough and we will do that. Mm-hmm. And we completely accept thousands and thousands and thousands of car deaths every single year. Right. But we've that's acceptable to us. Um, so, right. you know, it's just like, it's all, I feel like I, I try to, like, you know, not judge people's choices and like it's no, totally yeah. like cool to be nervous and like you know it's like we've all lived through like a really intense trauma so you know yeah I feel like whatever feels right is what's right for you yeah I'm not like and and still at the point where I'm like I don't want to get sick but I'm not that nervous about my own risk as a vaccinated person without health yeah issues, yeah but same I still feel like same. Yeah, just unsure about how to how to make decisions about yeah about what risks feel acceptable. So, so far the yeah. dance part indoor dance parties have not felt. But I'm like bummed there haven't been more outdoor things in DC. Like it's totally mm. possible the weather is real, but I think I don't know if it's about maybe there's space. just not that many venues. I mean there are, but maybe not ones that are easy to work with, or maybe people don't huh. don't think that people care about that anymore. You know, I don't. There's know. There's been a lot of outdoor events in New York. It's been nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm jealous of that. I mean, it's still, like, crowded, which is not, like... You're not social distancing, yeah. It's not social distancing, but it's outdoors. It's just, like, you know... It's, like, the Swiss cheese strategies, you know? It's just, like, you can do vaccination, and you can do maxing, and you can do social distancing, and you can do, you know, like, there's all these things, and, like, you know, you cobble together a few and, you know, mitigate your risk, but... yeah. Well, I really miss dancing bachata, and I think the the event that I've like DJed in the past, it looks like they're starting to come back, and I'm really like torn about whether to do it because it's indoor. So we'll see um, how I decide to mitigate the risk. But for now, it's just bachata in my living room, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. So, what's your first pick for this episode? My first pick for this episode is a song by a duo called Martox. We've brought them before. They're Dominican. Uh, This is a fun little disco number. Let's listen to it. It's called Pausa. Mirada 
lot of disco this year why do you think that is i don't really know i feel like it's just pretty perfect music like if you're not happy and you put on some disco it's likely you'll get happy pretty fast (laughs) and if you are happy it's a vibe yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) i remember i had this like saturday maybe in the spring, sometime in the spring, where I just decided to put on, like, to clean my house and, like, listen to Donna Summer. Uh-huh. And I just listened to Donna Summer all day and cleaned my house and smoked weed. And it was one of the best days that I had in recent memory <laughs> at the time. Beautiful. <laughs> I was, Beautiful. It was just great. And I feel like... I really, I feel like I've really been into disco. I was listening to um, Got To Be Real by Cheryl Lynn uh, the other day because uh, I was doing a little thing on Meren House and Proyecto Uno, the Proyecto Uno intro horns are uh-huh. also a sample of the intro horns from Got To Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. Oh. So like there's like that disco connection. The parara parara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, and then it either turns into Proyecto Uno or Got to Be Real. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I've just like been having a little bit of a disco moment, and I think that disco is so lovely and um, happy and beautiful. And I don't know. Also, I was like doing some like Wikipedia hole about house music, you know, which is like created by like the underground black club scene in Chicago in the Mm. 80s and that came like one thing that I learned is that like it was sort of sourced from disco and Mm. like then it was like disco and like you know put it you know like sampling at different speeds and whatever um those is what those DJs were doing and I was also uh I've been also thinking about the big backlash on disco that um there was by like you know, straight white men who loved rock and roll and I think just like associated disco with gay people and black people. And it was like this like horrifying, you know, homophobic racist moment that there was this like just weird war on disco, this like weird fixation Mm. on like why disco was singularly terrible. Wow. So all those things together make me really like disco. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as if it's not valid on its own, which it is. 
Do you think um, that? Do you think that men's high waisted bell bottoms are coming back? <laughs> what? Where did that come from? I guess the era where disco was. Yeah, um, that's, that's I don't disco know. Look, and that's like I feel yeah. like men, women's yeah. high waisted bell bottoms are back, and so I'm like, is it going to go into men's wear? Like, are we going to go there? You know. I hope so, but I feel like men refuse to be as playful with their fashion. Um, cis men, like, just, like, have an allergy to being playful with their fashion. Um, although, like, I could see somebody like Bad Bunny wearing yeah. high-waisted bell-bottom pants, although <laughs> that might be influenced by the fact that I just saw pictures of his look in Narcos, Mexico, because uh-huh. he's in the next season of Narcos, Mexico, and uh-huh. it's just out fucking standing I if saw you haven't seen your, them check it out <laughs> i saw your insta i wasn't sure if you'd seen the acting if you're talking about the acting or just his look but you're just talking about his look i'm just literally talking about his outfits okay. that's all i've seen so, <laughs> i'm glad you have like a genre that's making you happy so yeah and this is martox who as i said before are a um, dominican duo this is their latest song um, it, they're formed. They're this duo formed by vocalist Juan Miguel Martinez and producer Eduardo Valdera. And you know we have brought their music before. It's really dope. I think that they're so talented and doing really cool things. So I highly encourage you to check out their you know existing body of work. And this is the first single off their upcoming EP. Lovely. All right. So next we have a a, a big sort of pop moment mm-hmm. to talk about. Yeah, and a mood shift for sure from that one, <laughs> like we do. Um, so this is my pick, but yeah, we wanted to talk about this album. It's the new J Balvin album called Jose, and this song is called Siete de Mayo. Let's take a listen. Aprendí a navegar en la marea Desde el poblado hasta el Francisco Antonio Sea Era muy nea pa' los ricos y muy rico pa' la nea Todo bello aunque la cosa estaba fea Nunca me enseñaron las palabras envidia Y que primero la familia sagrada como Biblia Nunca te pases de la línea Porque puedes terminar como Gaviria So yeah, this is the newest album by J Balvin. Similarly to, we talked about Nicky Jam's album last week. Like, I haven't had enough time to really sit with this album, but I felt like I wanted us to at least talk about it. Because um, mm-hmm. it's important, you know? It's like, these are big name folks that we've been following for many years. And it feels, feels like important to like acknowledge that they have new work out. Um, I don't think either, like, I wasn't like super impressed by this. Um, even though I haven't spent like a ton of time with it, but like doing a quick listen through, there wasn't anything that really like 
caught me super intensely. I thought this was interesting because it's kind of meant to be more of like a biographical or autobiographical piece, like him trying to t kind of tell his story and talk about what it was like growing up. Um, but Isabelia, you know, Herrera, who's like a fan of, you know, a friend of the podcast, she reviewed the album for New York Times. I'll put the link in the show notes. And she kind of tanked it, honestly. <laughs> like, she was pretty harsh and just in terms of <laughs> feeling like it wasn't experimental enough. It didn't take risks. And then the risks it did take weren't that interesting. It's basically like her, you know, top line take on it. I mean, you read that yeah, article too. Yeah, just very safe. It's a very safe album for an artist who is really like at the top of his game and has a lot of bandwidth to experiment now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like, like I feel like for the last bad bunny album, for example, like I didn't love most of it necessarily, but like I appreciate bad bunny's commitment to experimenting and like mm -hmm. taking risks. And I think that that's what Isabelia is talking about here. It's just like, bro, you have everything like all the resources, everything at, you know, like the tip of your fingers and you kind of chose to keep everything safe. And she spoke about this song specifically mm -hmm. about how similar it is to, um, to Jay-Z's like sort of like autobiographical song, mm -hmm. December 4th. And, um, now that I read her saying that and like, you know, like I just listened to it for the first time right now, mm -hmm. I haven't spent very much time with this album either. So mm -hmm. this is like, you know, but now that I've like, you know, like after hearing it and hearing um, and having that in my mind, I'm like, yeah, this is like so similar, like even down to like, you know, like the tracks of like, you know, like on Dece December 4th, like his Jay-Z's mother is speaking and like, you know, there's like, you know, like audio record, like tape of like people talking here. It's just like very similar. And like that could be cool in a way because it could be like an obvious nod. You know, yeah, like, like I feel like sometimes purpose. when people yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, my God, you clearly copied. It's just like, have you ever heard of an homage? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I think that like it might be um, it. I don't think that I have a problem with that aspect that it really closely follows like this, like truly iconic song by Jay-Z. But like it's like a little like formulaic, like, you know, started from the bottom. Now we hear type mm -hmm. of situation, you mm -hmm. know, which is like. Maybe when December 4th came out was like innovative and cool, but like at this point it feels a little rote. Mm hmm. Yeah. I also don't like, we've, we talked about this too, that these like really long albums, like that just are really, you know, I feel like they're, they're designed for streaming platforms, but they, it ends up feeling like rather than really like creating a few well crafted songs, like, you know, 10, 12 songs that are really like you spend a lot of time on and you really like make sure each one is worth it. There's like this smorgasbord effect kind of that I find a little overwhelming and also feels a little bit lazy. Like why not be more refined, but it's like about the industry, right? And the way that what makes sense financially. Que fucking la vida, I swear to God. I like look at all these albums. Like it's not just J Balvin, right? Mm -hmm. Like you look at like Drake's Certified Lover Boy or like Kanye's Donda, you know, these are like nearly 30 tracks on these motherfucking albums. And it's like, bro, I know that like this just means that anybody who listens, like out of everybody who listens, like people are going to find, um, people are going to find something that they like and it's going to help your stream numbers. Like I get that, but it just like from an artistic point of view, like I completely agree with you. It feels mm -hmm. like lazy and like you just like aren't, editing at all right 
Like everything like, you create is good. Put it out in good. two albums. <laughs> yeah, everything you create isn't good, bro. And also, like, if you really believe that they're all like diamonds, like, do two albums. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, if they're all so good, like, they'll still be good in eight months. Yeah. Yeah, it feels overwhelming. So, I mean, J yeah. Balvin, I don't think has ever been like either of our favorites. Like, I don't think we've ever been like obsessed with him. Or, I mean, he's had some good songs, obviously over the years but and we did see him together in concert yeah i feel like early on i was like this is fun you know because it was also like really early in the pop reggaeton moment so it Mm -hmm. felt like fresh in a different way than um it does now yeah um like but i'm talking like i vamos era Mm -hmm. like 2016 yeah like 2015 era j balvin which is like at this point, like, and I think that, like, it speaks to a little bit to Isabella's critique. It's just, like, at this point, this is tired, man. Yeah. Like, it was, like, new and cool at some point, but. Yeah. Like, do something different. Like, take it in a new direction. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's disappointing. Yeah, it's... I would, like, remember, like, we've done some album deep dives that have been really fun when the albums have been really good, you know? Like, some of the Bad Bunny albums. Right. like um, Right, right like um como se llama romeo santos like his album his bachata kind of like classic ode album you know like that's been really enjoyable but neither like neither nikki jam nor j balvin recent album have i wanted to do that with you know and i feel like that says something about you know yeah how we're relating to the music for sure all right i will listen to it probably though i'll probably listen to it just to know you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to be familiar with. Like the other day I listened to like the full Raul Alejandro album and mm. was <laughs> shocked to find that like on one of the tracks that he has with Tiny, there's like an IDM moment. I'm like, who would have thought like little like Aphex Twin and Square Pusher like making like weirdo music in 1994, our king, our tropical goth king Tiny would get Raul Alejandro to agree to put like weird IDM beats on his extremely poppy album. Mm-hmm. You simply love to see it. And did you like that? Like, yeah. Did it, did I, I well? was just, I just, I, I feel like I was so shocked by it that I was like, oh my God, this is great. <laughs> you know? Right. I also, I have to say like, I kind of like Raul Alejandro. Like yeah, that song to like ti is like, it's totally fun. I saw, I watched an interview the other day and I was like, Oh, I think you're a dummy, but oh, really? <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, he sort of seems like a box of rocks, but his, his music is fun. <laughs> Your relationship to pop sometimes is hilarious. It's not about pop. It's him. I think there's lots of very smart people <laughs> making pop. He's just not one of them. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're just a, a nice voice and a pretty face, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I live for the Rosalia rumors, so. Oh, I didn't even know those rumors were a thing. Oh, yeah. Him and Rosalia are rumor, long rumors to be dating. Who knows? Interesting, interesting. All right, what's up next for you? My next song is a collaboration, actually, between two artists that we've brought to the podcast before separately, and this time they're together. This song is called Vacío, and it's by Harina de Marco and Empress Up.
first I thought something really magical had happened, which was that we both were going to bring this song to this episode. And I was like, this might be the first time we've ever both wanted to bring the same song to an episode, especially. It was the first time that we both wanted to bring the same song to an episode. But it wasn't as magical as I thought, because then I realized that it's because we both looked at our the PR emails that Ready Mania gets and saw that this had come out. So then it felt less magical. I mean, it's still cool that we both were like into it, but. It yeah, wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like some big that's coincidence. Less magical. Like how else do you find out about music? I mean, not just PR emails, I guess. Yeah. Tweets, yeah. Other but PR efforts that are not emails. <laughs> yeah, like Spotify algorithms or something. I don't know. It felt a little bit less like coincidental since it came from the same place. But but it is true that we both wanted to ring this song, so that's fun. Yeah, yeah. And I liked this like soft and housey vibe. And like I was talking before, I was just like on some randomly weird deep dive about house music and its origins in Chicago in the like underground club scenes of Chicago and how like it's funny because I think that now house isn't often very associated with as black music even though yeah. it is black music yeah. no. um, it's like sort of um, had this like really outsized impact on pop music and on global music and electronic music right like it's like been really truly adopted across the world by all sorts of DJs who have no connection to black Chicago you know but um, that's you know like that's where its origin is and so it's I feel like I ever since I've like you know took this like weird Wikipedia hole I've been hearing so many housey pop songs and it's just like there's like those like the bones of house are such an integral part of pop today um, that it's you almost don't notice it anymore Um, but but yeah so this is this is housey, housey and soft and vibey and I, I really I really liked it and I really like Karina Marco and Empresav. It's funny because I think of them as both super different from each other, mm-hmm. but um, I I this is it feels unexpected to me in a really fun way. Yeah, I mean you definitely introduced me to both of them um, through this podcast, so um, that's that's the only reason I know their work. But like, you know, you brought both of them early on in the show. Yeah, yeah. I remember listening to Empress of in like 2013, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I, yeah, and like Harina and Marco also, like in like, I remember t- in 2012, like seeing her cover, the video of her cover for, um, of Screaming Jay Hawkins, I Put a Spell on You. Mm-hmm. which I thought was fun. It's just like some of these artists have been grinding for so long, you know what I mean? So my last song for this episode I'm really excited about because it's new bachata, but it's also queer bachata. Um, yeah. So shout out to Kata, my friend Kata, for posting this on Instagram. And that's how I found out about it. Um, let's take a listen. This song is called La Vida a Tu Lado, and it's by Kiki Bello. Es el mejor regalo que el destino me ha dado. Eres ese amor anhelado que por años estuve buscando. Sería tu sentido del humor lo que me enamoró. O serían tus ojos color de amor 
So yeah, this is this artist is new to me. She's Colombian, but she's in Miami, and she's actually mostly known for being an electric electro harpist, which I think is interesting, and has a bunch of covers of. That's fun. Yeah, she has a bunch of covers of like big songs like Feliz Feliz Felices los Cuatro, but in like the electro harp. <laughs> um, the electric harp. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. So, um, but this is a little bachata that she did. And yeah, the song, you can't tell that it's gay from the song. But if you go watch the video, it's it's very clearly two women like in love and dancing. And I think it features like a famous bachata dancer. Yeah, like yeah. So it looks like Kiki Bello is queer mm-hmm. and also Colombian and Venezuelan, which would oh. make sense with the harp. The harp is a very... Oh fundamental instrument to Venezuelan folk music. Wow. Um, so, um, yeah, it's like very, very fundamental to Venezuelan folk. So being a, a harpist makes sense yeah, if you're okay. Venezuelan. Okay, cool. Um, that's something I did not know. But yeah, it's interesting. But I love this little bachatica. It's very sweet. And I would totally, I hope that I get to be, I get DJ Sentimiento gets to come out again someday and I get to DJ and play this <laughs> <song>. <laughs> we'll see. Put it yes. out in the universe. Um, yes. Because all the queer bachata in the world. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I remember like there's this like one gay bachatero that like you can't find traces of on the internet really anymore that I brought to like an early like queer artist episode like five years ago. You know, like there have, I mean, I think it, the, the landscape has changed somewhat, but it's not easy to find. So, and then to, for it to be yeah. a woman too. So it's pretty great. Yeah. Not a lot of women bachateras, not a lot of queer bachata. Mm-hmm. Yep. Queer lady bachata is a real treat. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. What's your last track for this episode? My last track is, I think, maybe some of the most beautiful music I've heard all year. This is just some really gorgeous um, ambient electronic music by an artist called Masaya with Lido Pimienta, who we've brought on before and who we interviewed once a while ago. Um, This song is called Tiempo Ahora. Let's take a listen.
bold statement. Most beautiful music you've heard all year. Oh, I just really felt something when I listened to this. I think this is what electronic music does for me sometimes. Like when it hits right, it just has the ability to just like create this whole new world. And I feel like when I listen to this, I'm like, wow, I'm in like a whole different world, you know, like, and I just, I really, really loved it. It felt so like beautiful and peaceful and transcendental and I feel like Lido's vocals are so perfect for this. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not music that I'm drawn to. And I always ask you this question of like, when do you listen to this? Or how do you listen to this? Like, what is it? You know, is it, it feels like something that you really have to like be in the right mood for and also like immerse yourself in, you know? Like it's not, this isn't music you clean mm. to or music you drive to or music, you know, like, and maybe that's, I just like. It might be, yeah. I think that like definitely the ideal thing to do is to like be horizontal and listen to this, you know? Like, like I feel like my ideal way to listen to this would be like to put it on, to get the record, to put it on my record player and lie on the floor and listen to it right. to like really appreciate it all. And maybe like, but, you know, be like under not the exclusively. influence of something. <laughs> that might be nice, but not necessarily. Um, I would, I might find that to be distracting, mm. Mm. but I love, I just like, I don't know, to me what this feels like, like, Lido's vocals just feel like really haunting and meandering and like to me this track when I listened to it it felt like walking down a really beautiful path in like a field with like tall grasses and millions of like tiny little yellow flowers swaying in the wind you know like mm. when I was listening I was trying to think about how I was going to describe this feeling that it gives to me but it feels like being Alice in Alice in Wonderland if it wasn't creepy and scary. You know how like Alice in Wonderland mm -hmm. is like a sort of creepy and scary? Yeah. I don't know if like that's really how Alice felt, <laughs> you know, like was meant to feel. Um, but like it's just like feels like you're like everything is new and wild and different and you're just discovering and you don't know what's going to happen. But it's not scary at all. It feels very safe and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um that's what this felt like to me and it's just i just like it really took me somewhere it's beautiful it's it's not yeah it's not like music that really draws me in but i can understand like why you find it to be haunting or enjoyable or like awe-inspiring like i can i can understand it even if i don't like have that experience with it right right like it's like maybe like you climb up onto like this beautiful hike and then you finally get there and you see everything like from the mountaintop, like, <gasps> like sort of like that same feeling, <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow. like, wow. <laughs> and it's also so inventive. I feel like at some point there's like cricket sample. Like it's mm -hmm. just like so many cool surprises. Like that's how, I, like why I was like feeling like, you know, like it has like this like Alice in Wonderland quality. It's like, what are you going to do next? <laughs> yeah. What do you know about Masaya? You've, we've talked about Lido Pimienta before, but Masaya. Is yeah. Really Actually, I was I became familiar to this. We talked about Isabelia, who was writing for um, the New York Times, uh, doing some music writing for the New York Times these days. And um, she wrote about Masaya on um on, New York, on the New York Times and I was like oh okay like I'll I'll take a listen to that and um and I was like completely completely sold um 
So Masaya is an artist called Brandon Valdivia, who is Nicaraguan, and um, yeah, just like creates like these really cool music. We'll make sure to link um, link the article that um, both of the articles that Isabelia wrote that we talked about um, today. But she talks about uh, his music as like you know um, just holding all these quiet rebellions. Um, he's Nicaraguan Canadian, so. I um, I was very excited to learn about this and this collaboration. I was like, I immediately gravitated to it because I love Lilo Pimienta and I was very excited by it. Has she done electronic music before? Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of her music sort of like fits into, you know, different electronic categories. I don't know if anything like this really. Like, not anything this ambienty, but yeah. maybe, I don't know, I'm not, like, as in, like, there might be something I'm not thinking of in her catalog. Got it. Well, I'm glad you got to experience this. It sounds like it was really impactful. Yeah, I really loved it. I really loved it. I feel like sometimes, sometimes, like, you know, electronic music hits me this way, and I think that that's what, like, experimental music does for me in general. Like, anything that's, like, sort of, like, experimental, I'm just like, Wow. Where are you going next? It fills me with wonder. Hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Appreciate you. Happy to be back. As always, the song info is on radimenea.com in the show notes. Yeah, and make sure to follow us on social media and sign up for our newsletter. We always have like new little things there for y'all. Um, you know, like what we're reading and just like other little bits. So, um, that we don't usually post anywhere else. So make sure to sign up for that and let us know what new music you've been listening to in the past. We've been put onto some great music from by our listeners. So, um, we always love it when you send us what you're into. Hasta la próxima. Bye.